The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis. Let's get some psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. We now join programming in progress. It tweeted out rent free. And so uh, uh, somebody responded to him and said, Your pets are bigger than hers. And then he responded back to them by saying, and her dick's bigger than yours, too. And that kind of forced the guy to um, delete his account. Nope. Well, Braun Strowman not uh, in WWE no more. He's just letting the chopper fly, huh? He, he let that chopper fly with that one. <laughs> they switch out and say, don't don't, um, don't shade and be a pussy and, and run or something like that, he said. But, yeah, he I didn't even know that those two were dating. I just... Nah, that that was uh, that's definitely a uh, that's, that's definitely a yeah, that's a weird combination. Okay, well, hey. get it how you live, as they say. Right. Um, get, it how they, get it how you live. NXT is bringing back the Great American Bash. Yeah, in a couple uh, of weeks, it's about three or four weeks, less than three weeks or so. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you, you have always asked me that I go to the last one they had in Baltimore. And I was like, I never been to a Great American Bash pay-per-view. I always wanted to go, but. Yeah, that was kind of the home arena for the Great American Bash in WCW. Yeah, or, 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 or Norfolk. Norfolk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of, um, yeah, the most memorable one, WCW-wise, would probably be the one in 97 when they powerbomb Eric Bischoff off the stage. Yes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's the one. Um, when they when they was once when Hall and Nash was um, taking over. Mm-hmm. I was watching. I was watching those clips. I remember just sit, being there and watching and just seeing Scott Hall come through the crowd doing the Mike Enos match, and I'm like, and the crowd was reacting to it, and I'm looking like, why is Razor Ramon now in WCW? He came out and got the ring and says, you know why I am, but you don't know why I'm here. And I was like, why are you here? <laughs> I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> why, why, why are you on this show? <laughs> My first thought was, why is his clothes so less cool? Why is he in all this denim? Razor Ramon don't dress like that. Right. And, you know, he went up there, he was talking, and then, you know, weeks, the weeks, you know, as the weeks went by, they just kind of built for him. You know, being out there, and the next thing you know, he said, he's like, we, he was like, kept saying we, and Eric Bischoff was like, who is this we? You keep saying we, who is this we? And the next week, he points behind him, and it's Kevin Nash. I'm like, what the fuck is these going down in here? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is they going down? And I'm like, thinking, like, remember, we all remember 
down the stud, Vinny Vegas eyes. You remember that? But it was just like, why are y'all here? Why are y'all down here on this show? And they come to find out, you know, he was talking about get you. Um, that's what Kevin Ag- um, Kevin um, Nash is known for the whole look at the adjective play. And we was like, wait a minute, sir. Play is not an adjective. And then we just saw what happened. And Eric Bischoff gets powerbombed in Baltimore. And then a couple weeks later, they come back. You know, it was like, look at him. Like, look at the he kept, um, Scott Hall kept calling him Kendall. All of Kendo, which is hilarious. And the next thing you know, we throw right at the bash at the beach. Yeah. Holden comes, um, Holden comes out there, and Bobby Heenan on cue. But whose side is he on? <laughs> and Tony Schiavone started playing off. You know what he's he's not. You know whose side he's on. The next thing you know, about the leg drop of Macho Man, and another movement was born. <laughs> Yeah, Bobby Heenan's call that night was great. He was like, I told you you can't be trusted. I've been telling you all for 15 years. He talked about continuing the storyline. And that's to continue the storyline from another company. He's I've been telling you all this for years. He can't be trusted. Yeah, say, Hogan, whatever you think about him, he was involved in two of the biggest Yes. Turns in the history of wrestling. The first one was when uh, Paul Orndorff turned heel on him. Yep. When they were a tag team, and then Paul Orndorff turned heel, and they had that run for the title. Paul Orndorff, who got managed by Bobby Heenan, and then of course when he turned heel and joined the NWO. That man, when he turned heel, everybody was just like, I probably said there could be like a. Um, a Probably top three with that and Undertaker um, losing at WrestleMania and the reaction that elicited from the crowd. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, with Bash of the Beach, they do they do stuff in the ring. They was throwing, they was throwing everything in the ring. They was upset. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, WWE never got. Quite that boorish. They always maintained their civility. Their fans never threw stuff in the ring. But yeah, that, kind of, beca- that kind of became like the WCW calling card. Was like- exactly. And so that's what the, that's the, and so that's the next thing you know. They start throwing stuff in the ring. Kind of like how ECW was. Their fans got rowdy, but that's what WCW fans did. Man, one night somebody hit Scott Hall right in the face with a cup of soda. <laughs> it's like, dang, that was a good throw. <laughs> uh, um, one night, the night with Sting, and they everybody was gone, and Bischoff was there talking trash. And Sting, Sting came from under the ring, and before Sting came out, somebody hit Bischoff square in the head, and Bischoff just made a face like <laughs> Bischoff made a face. And next thing you know, Sting came out and gave him the, the Scorpion death drop. Yeah, man, those uh, Sting, Sting, um. Joining the Wolfpack was a, was another memorable moment too. Watch, I remember watching that, <laughs> watching that live. Yeah, that's when people started losing their way, and Bischoff and 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 that other guy Vince Russo were trying to collaborate and put things together. Was Russo done it? Was Russo done it when it happened? I think it. I think he. It was right before he came. 
No, I know. I know. Bret Hart was down there. Bret Hart was down there um, when that happened. Yeah, it was right before. It was it was it was around the time when they were getting ready to try to switch up WCW a little bit. Mm. And yeah, they Bischoff was out, Russo and FRR came in, then you realize real quick that oh, these dudes ain't got nothing. And then that's why I totally like stop stop watching. It was a, it was a time I had checked out on both shows. That was like these shows are trash. So uh, I, I didn't check out on 2001, 2002. I'm talking about like, like oh, Thunder and Nitro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The only thing I used to watch Thunder for was Canyon and Above Average Mike Sanders. I, I was <laughs> those two, but that was about it. I wasn't wasting my time on uh, Nitro. The only thing I really was really checking for on Nitro is that was when Benoit and Booker T were doing their best of seven. So uh-huh. I, I fucks with them too. So I was I was peeping in just to keep abreast of that, but everything else, no. no. But so, we're not here to talk about that blast from the past. You got some more Mo Meltzer news? That was a good blast from the past. <laughs> Real good. We got a packed show. I got and I got, I'm on a time limit with you today. Oh yeah, you are. Um, Sean Davari is back. Um, that man got nine lives in the WWE, man. Yeah, he's back as a producer. Man, uh, a good week for producers. Let's see. We saw Hurricane Helms. We saw Steve Carino. We saw Scotty Too Hottie. Um, he's a producer? Yeah, he was in the in the NXT. Hey, yeah, he was back there. We saw Carino. Carino, I recognize. Carino, I definitely recognize. We saw Pat Buck. Back there. I said Pat Noble. I said, Pat Buck needs to be, be careful because last time he got involved in a skirmish with women, he got no, it wasn't women. That was um, that was um, Seamus and um, Seamus is the Seamus is the other one that power bombed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that was, I thought it was, well, yeah, Nia he got, Jax, Nia Jax hemmed him up too. Oh yeah, he got suspended and had to apologize yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Pat Bucks had a, a very uh a very uh difficult uh he used to take a bumps. He he wrestled he 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 wrestled the Indians, so he just used to take a bump bumps. Right, right, right. Um congratulations to Renee Packwet and um John Moxley, baby girl. Man, that's that's Renee Young. Okay, Renee Young. Yes, congrats to Renee Young and John Moxley. Um, new baby girl. I guess that means Cody and Brandy won't be far behind. Nope. Because he's raising up. Never mind. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm trying to be cool. I'm breaking the you know, in some circles, that's the greatest wrestling promo of the modern of the modern era. Like, sir, we just all lives matter. That please, please leave my television screen. He had um, a chance. He had. He had. He, he was almost there, and then he took that hard left. The hard left, crashed into the wall, trying to get up and walk away. Um. You know what? We're going to end the moment of seven here because the other portion that I guess we'll talk about 
will come in the show. Okay. All right. Before we get into the raw cast recap, this Sunday, 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 it is hell in a cell. So, of course, I've got to go through and ask Mr. Mota to underscore Reese his picks so we can play who you got so I can get it on the record. So maybe I can uh, win a uh, who you got for this week between him, myself, and Miss Jade, and whoever else wants to play. I may add in a, a fourth person to make it a little bit more fun. Um, but as I get the document set, uh, the hashtag will be cast in the cell for the uh, live tweet of Hell in a Cell starting this Sunday at 8 p.m. They're pushing the times back to the old times. Um, now that we are quote unquote post but don't don't believe it, y'all. Um, so uh, eight o'clock is the, is the start time back to the original old start times of pay-per-view so hopefully they keep the time about the same and it's over at about 10 o'clock and uh, you know we can still not have these you know not have a AEW-esque pay-per-view uh, that takes like you know six hours to complete but um, looking forward to this edition of Hell in the Cell so much earlier than we're used to as they've made some changes to the pay-per-view schedule to kind of accommodate fans uh, for the you know latter part of the year here. Um, so we'll get right into our first matchup where we have Alexa Bliss taking on Shayna Baszler. Mo to the underscore who you got. Mm. Oh, Bliss. Yep, I'm going with Bliss too because, I mean, you know, they haven't been keeping her protected this long just to have her lose the next opportunity she's going to step in the ring um, hopefully she's uh, fully recovered from her concussion issues that she had been kind of suffering from and uh, you know she is uh, able to go and give Shayna Baszler a very good match of course the story leaves a lot to be desired but you know that is what Monday Night Raw has turned into as of late so Hopefully they give us a really good matchup, even though they haven't given us that great of a story or build. Uh, In a match that could be added to the card, but is not official yet, but I will include it here just in case they do add it. I'll have your choice. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Cesaro. All right. I'm going to go with Mr. Drip. Seth Rollins. Oh, okay. You want to win. Always, baby. Always. Uh, Raw Women's Championship match. We got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Who you got? Chamber Tains. Sorry, Charlotte. Um, this is interesting because Rhea's kind of floundering as a champion. She's not She's not living up to her her status that she once had. Do you think Charlotte is much better? As champion? Yeah. Just she has the experience of how to be the champion. I think Rhea's... Okay. If you got to build it in person, get experience. You can't just expect them just to... Everything just to be, you know, pop up instant roses. No, you got you to work, work that, work that lane. I guess so, but, you know, I just figured that her experience as being 
NXT champion should have been enough experience enough that she would be able to come into here and have that same presence, but she, she doesn't. Look at the booking. Look at the booking. Uh, yeah, this is true. This is true, sir. Yeah, two different shows. Look at the booking. And apparently, they don't really have too much contact with each other when it comes to decision making, as we're, you know, as we're hearing now that we've. We let go of Samoa Joe, and Triple H was like, well, I'm going to snatch him back up. Okay. <laughs> um, next matchup. We'll find that out in um, 34 minutes. Um, next matchup, one of the better built feuds for this program, Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's title. Who you got? Oh, my. Um, oh, I'm my... going with Charlotte, by the way. Okay. My SmackDown Women's Champion will retain her title in this match. Yes, I am going with Binky as well. Um, just, uh, you know, getting started with her title run. Wonder who her next challenge is going to be, though, as we head into uh, these months going into SummerSlam. Maybe uh, returning Sasha Banks. Yeah, Sasha's been gone for a minute. And, you know, when she goes, when she goes for a minute, maybe girl come back with a refreshed and ready to kill. I wonder what color her hair gonna be this time. Cause remember the last time she she had this long departure like that, she came back with the blue hair. Oh yeah, all blue everything. That's what started the beef with um old girl and Impact. Mm-hmm. Kiara uh, Kiara Hogan. Mm-hmm. Her little cute self. Too bad her she's so problematic. She's very problematic, and I have a thing for problematic um, women. Is that a Baltimore thing? That's a every that's a worldwide thing. We all have <laughs> we all have problematic women. She's as cute as she is problematic, and that is the problem. Right. <laughs> I follow her on TikTok and she be cutting up and I just be like <sighs> I'm like you're amazing, but you have your problems, but we all do, so let's keep it moving. But yeah, Sasha definitely's coming back and I think Sasha's gonna be that next competitor for her. Who or they might bring up somebody, you know, they might actually bring somebody up to um, have her um, challenge for title. Uh, they could always de- debut Mia Yim. They still holding on to that card. Right, they could do that. They could do that. Uh, in the match that nobody wants to see, we tied it. We done had enough. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, and this is going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Probably be the first match of the night. Well, I don't know. They might Roman might start the show. No, Roman's closing the show. Okay. Is that disrespectful? Do you think he he might come and snatch up snatch off my internet if he hears that? Yeah, he'll be like, he might take a fool off his table by putting him first. So. <laughs> Um, so Bobby versus Drew, man, who you got? I think they they building up for something major. So um, Bobby Lashley retained. Yes, because on this podcast we root for everybody black. So Bobby Lashley definitely is my choice as well over Drew McIntyre, and we can finally put this damn feud to rest. Yes, please do. This has just been too. He can't, he can't challenge him for when Bobby Lashley's a champion now. If someone takes that title off of Lashley, Drew can white man himself back into the mix. <laughs> and as we said, 
what will more than likely be the main event of the evening. Roman Reigns defending the Universal title against Rey Mysterio, also a Hell in a Cell match. I learned my lesson last time. Um, Tribal Chief got this one. I'm glad to see that you learn from your ways, sir. <laughs> yes, I, I'm picking... You know, that was, well. the last, the last time I said Cesaro, you said, put you down as a, that's a loss for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I learned my ways. Right. So, yes. So, that is the card as of the recording on Tuesday. Alexa Bliss versus Shayna. Seth versus, Seth versus Cesaro could be added on Friday night by the time SmackDown's over. Rhea versus Charlotte, Bianca versus Bailey, Bobby versus Drew, and Roman versus Rey Mysterio. So again, Hell in a Cell takes place this Sunday evening, 8 p.m. Peacock. You can use the hashtag cast in a cell to share your pro wrestling commentary with color with us here at the WrestleCast. Uh, we look forward to everybody sharing their thoughts There'll probably be a, a Twitter space up as well. So, you know, if you want to speak your piece, you can speak your piece as well. But if you're just comfortable with the old school, you know, Twitter fingers, we can do that as well. So they'll both be there and we'll be taking in everyone's commentary with color. So Motel underscore, let's get into this Monday Night Raw. We open with Alexa Bliss recapping the Lily and Shayna Baszler incident from last week. Bliss has put Lily in time out this week, but she will see Shayna on Sunday. Nia Jax comes in and says they used to be friends, but now Bliss needs to leave Shayna alone. Bliss laughs it off, and Nia challenges her for a match tonight, and the match is made. Uh, Nia Jax, the past couple of weeks in her, you know, street clothes, been looking really good. She has. I don't know. She it's, 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 she's, she's got something. She's got something new going. Maybe it's the it's the original impact. Got her, you know, coming to work a little bit, you know, more put together than she has in the past. I don't know, but yeah, she's been really looking really good the last couple of weeks. Uh, then we recap Nikki Cross's technically her wins over Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte by beating or lasting the two minutes. Uh, Charlotte is ready to get rid of Nikki Cross to move on to Rhea Ripley on Sunday. So Charlotte versus Nikki Cross. Uh, some chops put Nikki Cross in the corner, but she fights back. Charlotte knocks her to the outside in the heap and gets in a few more shots. Charlotte stops to pose and yell at Rhea Ripley, and she forgot the count and got counted out. So... Our boo, Nikki Cross, is the winner. And challenge, channeling her inner Bo Dallas, she does a victory lap and then gets big booted to the floor and thrown into the guardrail by Charlotte until Rhea Ripley jumps off of the commentary and makes the save and gives Charlotte the riptide. Riptide. Mm-hmm. Riptide and left her laying. But that's not the last time that will be the last time we see them to interact, but we'll continue. Jeff Hardy tells Riddle to respect his elders in the tag division, and he can't believe he's about to say this, but listen to Randy Orton. Hardy has a match with John Morrison tonight, and he freaks Riddle out because the whole time that he's been talking to Riddle, he's had his eyes closed with the <laughs> eyeballs painted on his eyelids, and he opened his eyes for real, and so Riddle was just, you know, 
You know how high people are when they experience mm-hmm. things that astonish them. Uh, Riddle goes on a long bit about what he would do with four arms since Art since Hardy has four eyes, but Hardy leaves, you know, during the mid conversation. So Orton comes in to offer some advice. Riddle asks if Orton likes him, and Randy Orton just says no. Uh, John, I'm uh, not John Morrison. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle ten years ago, best of friends. Right. Thick as thieves. Probably, you know, passed out in a ditch somewhere together, but thick as thieves. <laughs> John Morrison versus Jeff Hardy. Splash gives Hardy a two count, and they fight to the apron with John Morrison dropping him throat first across the top rope. John Morrison then connects with the Starship Pain, and John Morrison gets a win on Monday Night Raw. A rare win for him. I know. Tell me about it, right? I'm, I'm liking um, the interaction where when um, Morrison's he's making his entrance, and he left Miz, he left Miz up on the. Um, on the ramp, and Miz was like yelling at him to come back and get him. <laughs> well, I mean, last week he he let him go to do his pose and forgot and almost killed the Miz. So, I mean, that's an improvement. Oh, boy. But yeah, he decided to call him Johnny Drip Drip because that sounds like a, a walking STD. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like he needs to go get that checked out. Um, after the break, Cedric Alexander goes on a rant about how Jeff Hardy beat him last week but acted like a sore winner because remember, he was like gyrating and stuff over Cedric after he beat him. Uh, Cedric says the only thing he'll apologize for is not putting Hardy in a retirement home. Jeff Hardy grabs the mic and says he'll retire if Cedric can beat him right now. Um, people are making fun of Cedric Alexander's voice because when he tries to get like tough, he his voice gets high and cracky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna because it was swole and swole just looks at him like you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy versus Cedric Alexander. Alexander hits a Michigan-o-tru- Michinoku driver for a two count, but misses his own Swanton bomb. The twist of fate sets up the Swanton bomb from Jeff Hardy, and he gets the pin on Cedric Alexander. So Jeff Hardy won't be retiring, basically. Cedric Alexander catches another L on his way back through catering. Uh, that's what happens. I just don't like what they did with him and Shelton. If you're going to break them up, have a plan. Don't just be like, okay, you guys can wrestle each other for a couple of weeks, jump each other, cut some promos against each other, but they never had like an official blow-off match. We just had Cedric gouge a man in the eye and hit him with the neuralizer, and that's supposed to be like, okay, we done? That's, that's how Vince treats us. Seems very anticlimactic. Doesn't seem like he got a a proper, <laughs> yeah, a proper blow a proper, Yeah, right. Yeah. We, we, we need closure, and that really wasn't closure. That was kind of like an angle to get us towards a match that would give us some closure, but nonetheless, uh, we get a recap of the setup of the Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley match inside Hell in the Cell. Basically, we see the contract signing from last week where Drew took out the sword and broke the table and everything. And now 
for the most talked about moment of the night as it was pointed out uh, earlier in the afternoon on Monday that Eva Marie is in fact going to be wrestling and her opponent would be Naomi and that was the one that was when we saw that and it was like I know black wrestling Twitter is going to be upset so as things tend to happen in quick fashion, the Naomi deserves better hashtag got trending real quick as people were lamenting that Naomi should not have to wrestle a no talented performer like Eva Marie. These are people on Twitter's words, not my own. Um, and they were basically, you know, preparing themselves for the inevitable, which was Eva Marie getting a win over Naomi. Um, which you know everybody is definitely gonna have a problem with just due to the fact that naomi is such a great wrestler and she is like everybody's fave i don't know anybody who doesn't really like naomi or respect her in-ring ability as one of the better uh wrestlers in the females division uh on both shows so that leads us to naomi versus eva marie Corey graves is downright giddy for the return of eva marie but she brings out an unnamed wrestler if you are deep into these wrestling uh, shows and into these, uh, you know, been a long time watcher of WWE and NXT and NXT UK and the uh, Main Young Women's Classic. You know that woman to be Piper Niven. She is debuting straight from NXT UK onto the main roster to wrestle in Eva Marie's place. So Naomi versus Piper Niven. Piper Niven runs Naomi over to start and then hits a released World Strongest Slam. A backsplash into a Mikinochu driver gives Piper Niven the squash win at about a minute and five seconds over Naomi. After the match, Eva Marie gets on the microphone and announces herself as the winner. Okay. So, um, I'm not gonna try to stay long on this topic. Oh, this but, is the topic. Yeah, I know, but we got 20 minutes to go, and <laughs> that's why I see what's going on NXT. So, here's the thing. Um, the way they they interviewed, they was like, "Who was this woman?" You know, coming out with her, and I'm like, Byron and Corey Graves not watch the May Young Classic or NXT UK." I mean, wrestling fans knew who Piper was when he came out. We knew who it was instantly. It wasn't no, there was no um, if ands or buts about it. We knew who she was, and then it was just like you know this. They trying to make it seem like this new woman, you know, is out here with Eva Marie, and we're like, you know, I don't, I hate when when WWE does this, make it seems like it's somebody that we never saw before. Now, if you wanted to do that, go grab somebody from. Go grab somebody from, you know, um, from NX from the from from the performance center, or have or or have or if you will do Eva and Piper coming out, have the woman and whoever want to match somebody from the um performance center. They've done it before when they was building up Naya and Braun. They was bringing in enhancement talent. Why could they do the same here if they wanted to do that? 
you know, you, you um, Naomi is popular with um, black, um, black Twitter, black wrestling Twitter, and if she gets screwed over, they're gonna make their voices heard. See the hashtag popping up saying Naomi deserves better. They're gonna make their voices heard, and it's just like you know, they try to play it off. You know, say you know, try to keep it like oh, it's the mystery and everything. And like, we know who Piper never is. We saw her in the May Young Classic. We're not dumb. We don't forget. Wrestle fans don't forget. That's one thing about wrestle fans. They don't have short memories. They will. You can. They remember stuff from 20, 30 years ago, and will still bring it back up. Hey, Earl, Earl Hebner can't go nowhere, and he won't without hearing you scream, Brett. <laughs> Um, I think you touched on the, what the real problem with this is. You got a whole performance center of people that you could have had Piper Niven run through. Why does it have to be Naomi? Why have you like established? Why like- it could been? Why does it have to be Naomi? Why doesn't? Why isn't Naomi considered as valuable as Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley? I would say Oscar, but they've been treating Oscar like trash lately too with the booking. Mm-hmm. But why isn't she considered on that upper echelon of women on Raw? Uh, you know, they tried to shoehorn her into the tag team with Lana. She took it in stride and helped Lana as much as she could. Got Lana to the point where Lana was actually starting to look decent in the ring, and then they released Lana. So now they put her back in the singles division, and now that's all that she's going to be here for is to job to and get this even Marie storyline over that is where people were upset and not feeling mm-hmm. anything about this creative it's just that you know sure if you want to debut Piper Niven you want to have even Marie come out and do like a pseudo manager gimmick and take all the credit then that's fine but you know bring up Z- Zeta Ramir and have her get beat oh yeah like so you have plenty of people that the NXT that can that can do the job why have somebody who was established and well, well liked and respected, you know, amongst your um, your the wrestling wrestling um, fan base? And this is the thing that just annoyed me. And then this is the whole fact that they talk. They try to erase who Piper Devin was, you know. They try to erase what she done and everything tomorrow. Oh, we don't know who this woman is. And they had some name, uh, 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 particular uh, um, the rumor, um. Maybe Ross Davis could be dual, dual drop or something like that. Some kind of crazy name that I saw. And I'm like, y'all are just so trash. That's almost as bad as this Diamond Mind thing. But hopefully that's like a group of people and not just one person. I think Diamond Mind is they basically they're probably doing something with MMA-ish type of background. So that's what that was rumored to be. But I don't know. This is what they they were keeping Diamond Mine under wraps. Yeah, so that um is basically the whole story of the internets right now. Uh Piper Niven catching a lot of uh residual heat from the heat magnet that is Eva Marie. She caught strays and and you know, people started, you know, doing the thing that people do when they're on the internet. They they you know went to things that didn't concern wrestling and the booking and how things went started talking about you know body shaming piper and all this stuff that right. was totally uncalled for uh basically people were like i said uh being down on her just because she was associated with even marie and and you know just the 
fact that everybody respects Naomi so much. You don't get, you don't get the stench of that Eva Marie heat if you, if you associate with her. That's right. And that's the reason why, like I said, nobody in modern wrestling today, maybe besides MJF, when he gets on that microphone, can just naturally generate heat like Eva Marie can. Um, so, uh, Jordan Grace has said, has tweeted out to her. She said, go ahead, girl, get that main roster money. And then Piper Devers said, um, no, I'll still, be get, I'll still be getting my free wrestling t-shirts and sweats. <laughs> uh, and they're not trying to look, treat it as an NXT UK call-up. They'll just be like, they're just saying, oh, she, um, She's just here with Eva. So I says, what are we going to do for NXT UK? How are they going to write her? How they, how they, how they wrote her off? How they creative wrote her off there? That's the case. Mm. Like, come on, Eva, do better. Do, do, do better by your women wrestlers. I mean, I didn't mind Eva Marie coming because, yeah, you want your nuclear heat? Fans will give her, we're going to roll. Woo! They're going to boo her out the stadium. <laughs> and you know what? She's going to stand there. Chassay from side to side, flash that smile and take it all in, flip that hair and not be phased one bit. And Jurgen stock is gonna go up because of it. <laughs> uh Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, they're having a photo shoot in the back. Uh we gotta talk about how Dana Brooke has like totally transformed her she, she, I, I was looking I'm like, is that wow. I was like she, she she looks closer to Mandy Rose than she did the old Dana Brooke. Yeah, I like the old Dana Brooke. Yeah, there was nothing really wrong with the old Dana Brooke. I like the old Dana Brooke. Yeah, she had the nice face. Brooke. She had the yeah. she had the okay cheeks. Now she's got the super hot cheeks, the collagen lips. She's you know d- drastically you know changed the proportion of her face. She was running, she was right she was running with Emma. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I see it. I, I definitely see it. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was definitely a a a shocking side by side to see these two uh, at this photo shoot. Uh, they get distracted by Natty and Tamina who are training in like a you know a training ring uh, about. 10 or 15 feet away. Uh, they get into an argument about uh, Natty saying that they care more about their looks than their skills, and a big brawl breaks out, and the referees and producers come in to break it up. It's even funny how they, they, they just all just happen to be around when, they, when they're fighting and everything. Yeah, man. Well, I'm pretty sure you know, the word gets out the word gets yeah. out fast that, you know, when people fight. I mean, think about school. How you know a fight was gonna happen, and how fast people got there to break it up. Listen, come out of nowhere, just dragging people and breaking up the fight. Like what the hell? Um, Drew McIntyre calls Bobby Lashley trashly. He says tonight his focus is on AJ Styles, though. He says the Scottish are known for their strategies, and we hear about William Wallace. Now, what does that have to do with facing Lashley? Drew says nothing. I just love that story. He's going to win on Sunday. Um, hurry up and do something with Drew McIntyre. Injure him. Get him off my TV. Something. Because... 
Cause he is, he, yeah, man, he is. He he was. It was a good run last year throughout the pandemic. He he did what he was supposed to do. He lost, he lost at WrestleMania. Okay, get the heck on, man. Like Kofi said, it. get the heck on. We are tired. Yes, very much so. Um, New Day versus RK Bro is our next matchup. Able to slip out the backside, tags man, Kingston legal from the top. Oh my god, right on the forehead. They get out riddle in the process. Now Kofi turning all his attention towards the fight. Oh. The Drop mil- kick to the jaw. Familiar foes renewing the rivalry. Oh, Randy Orton trying to turn it around, but Kofi Kingston full of energy. Both Woods and Riddle oh, punched boy. up top, and the tag was made to Kofi Kingston. Kofi's the legal man. Superplex off the top rope. Kofi from the other corner. Oh, frog splash cut the cover. Oh, with the rescue is Randy Orton saving his partner again. Viper in the nick of time. Or disposing of Xavier Woods. We're wondering if they'd be there for each other when they were needed. So far they have. Oh, oh, change of plans. Now it's Orton sent to the outside, courtesy of Kofi Kingston. See the wheels spinning in Kofi's mind. He looks out at the Viper and down at Riddle, but inside Cradle. Riddle, oh, reversal! Riddle on top! Riddle nearly stole a victory for his team. Oh, beautiful transition to the kick. Woods now legal. Riddle trying to recover. He comes in caught by Riddle. Tremendous. Oh, Northern Lights holding the bridge. Shoulders down. Woods escapes. How are both of these teams still in this match? Nobody giving up, nobody surrendering. This is one hell of a match, and we didn't expect anything less between these two teams. RK Bro, Randy Orton and Riddle, and the New Day. Quite simply, this is all about pride. This is about bragging rights in the tag team division, potentially a championship opportunity in the future. This is about proving who the better team truly is. That's a two-on-one against an exhausted Xavier Woods. Look at this. Powerbomb set up. Little boom! Double in action for the cover. Can he end it? Uh, no, not enough. Riddle escapes. Oh, caught him with a knee on the way down. All the way out of the ring. Are you kidding me? Riddle's got an opening right now, but you can see how spent all four of these men are. Riddle desperately wants a tag. Xavier Woods to his feet first. Yeah. That could be the difference. Oh. High crotch, straight to the fireman's carry. Tag it, he's in. Yep. Randy Orton tagged himself in. I don't think Woods realizes it. Uh-oh, oh. Oh, counter to the RKO, he's on his back. Oh, almost got, almost. Randy Orton not done yet. Xavier Woods wisely scouted the attempt of oh. RKO from Randy Orton. Boot from Woods stops the Viper. RKO! Yes, yeah, so it was Xavier Woods who took the pinfall in this particular matchup. Uh, match of the night for sure. Uh, great tag team action here. Uh, R- R- RK-Bro have gotten some, you know, tandem maneuvers down. And Randy, he looks inspired. And you can't always say that about Randy Orton when it comes to these programs. So, yeah, I don't have any issue with this, even though, you know, people are not really happy to see the New Day take these L's. Um 
but yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's 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 uh, furthering along a different story as well, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, yeah, Randy Orton still has that look in his eye, like at any minute, he's gonna you know turn the lights out on Matt Riddle, kick him in the head. But we hadn't got there yet. But well, we will. Uh, we get a recap of Charlotte uh, losing her match against Nikki Cross from earlier in the night. Now Rhea Ripley cuts a promo. Rhea says she thinks that Charlotte is obsessed with her. After Sunday, Charlotte is going to the back of the line. She has to face Asuka tonight, though, so this interview is over. Now it's Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. A yes kick is countered into some knees to Asuka's chest, and the prism trap goes on to Asuka. That is reversed into a face plant, but the Asuka lock is countered into the riptide, and Rhea Ripley is your winner. Solid match. Let's continue. Out of nowhere, here comes Charlotte running in in a Sasha Banks inspired cat suit uh, to go after Rhea Ripley and a huge brawl ensues. So this is when this is when we see like all the producers and stuff. This is when Hurricane Helms, Pat Buck, uh, Jamie Noble, they're all out here trying to break it up. I mean, this thing keeps going for a good minute. Uh, they separate them, and they get back together. So they finally get Charlotte outside the ring, but Charlotte breaks, breaks through uh, the wall of producers and referees, tries to get back in the ring, and Rhea Ripley catches her squaw in her new nose and busts it open. Charlotte is legitimately pissed now. <laughs> look, 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 you can tell when she like she's mad, like she's mad and she's like the storyline, but she was pissed. I mean I mean she was thirty-eight hot. <laughs> she was like, get the f- off of me hot. They had to mute her. She was cussing up a storm when she got kicked in the face and her nose was bleeding and yeah, this um, Shallon Shogun said he might have thought that this was kind of like impromptu that I, he didn't think that Rhea knew she was coming out there. And that's why the brawl was so good. <laughs> but yes, this was a, a heck of a, a heck of a pull apart between these two. Right. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, they fighting, fighting. And then when Charlotte got kicked and then he said blood, she was ready. She was ready for that. She was ready for that fade for real. Right. So, I mean, they finally turned up the notch on this damn program, and it only took Charlotte getting kicked in the face for real for it to, you know, get spicy enough to be like, oh, you know what? There is a receipt coming at Hell in a Cell. You best believe it. In the first five minutes of that match, Rhea Ripley is going to get hit with a real live round. Whether it's a fist, a boot, a knee, I just hope she's prepared. She probably told us, like, oh, oh, don't worry. It's coming. It'll come back. It's going to come back. <laughs> right. Um, MVP, he doesn't like Kevin Patrick trying to interview Bobby Lashley. He says the champ isn't working tonight because he is the champion, but he does promise to publicly execute Drew on Sunday. Uh, yeah, so he says that, you know, since Drew likes William Wallace so much, he's going to, you know, give him the same fate that William Wallace met, which was uh, got his head chopped off and placed on a stick. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. A running clothesline takes Bliss down, but she sits up to avoid the leg drop. 
That means a glare into the camera and a kick to Nia Jax's head. Reginald comes down for distraction, but Alexa Bliss drop kicks him. Um, excuse me, drop kicks Nia Jax's knees out instead. A short DDT sets up the Twisted Bliss, but Reginald enters the ring, and that, of course, is a distraction. Uh, I can't believe this version of um, Alexa did the Twisted Bliss to Sparkle Splash. Right. I said, oh, you bring it back your old move. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, post-match, Alexa Bliss glares at Reginald and appears to hypnotize him uh, for a second until uh, Nia Jax finally gets in the ring and kind of, like, breaks up the the eye contact. Um, blissy, 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 can't you see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh this is it is what it is it was what it was uh you know good to see alexa bliss wrestling again for the first time in a long time though i guess her concussion issues are are are, are good and uh that's a very risky person to have your first match after injury against though because nia jacks could possibly hurt you uh mvp is talking to the new day in the back and he suggests that kofi kingston is losing because xavier woods is the weakest link new day doesn't want to hear it and kofi gives up a fired up kofi gives a fired up speech about his friends helped him get here mvp wishes him luck on sunday but then remembers kofi doesn't have a match on the show xavier woods is like kick rocks dude and kofi agrees uh he's doing that he's doing that he's doing what he's he's doing to Kobe, what he did to Ricochet and um, Cedric Alexander. But will who's gonna listen? Is it gonna be Xavier Woods that's gonna listen, or is it gonna be Kofi? Well, he's kind of tearing down Xavier Woods and everything, you know. He was tearing down um, Cedric Alexander too, and guess who joined Cedric Alexander? But Cedric Alexander got smart and got tired of taking the ass whooping, so he was like, you know what, man? It's easier to join them than to keep fighting them. So. All you kept saying was they need to soak up that game. They, uh, Kofi need to soak up this game. They Kofi need to soak up that game. Yeah, he's talking. He's telling the truth about how Kofi Mania fizzled away, and you know it's all good and stuff that you want to do this stuff for your families and friends. But guess what? It took you fourteen years to get a title shot doing it that way, and it's going to take you fourteen more to get a rematch if you keep doing it that way. It's basically what he's trying to tell them. Right. So, yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. I love. That's why last week's episode was called "Planting the Seed." Um, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and I see the seed is being planted. So we'll see how this is going to turn out. Um, you know, by SummerSlam. Right. Jackson Riker versus Elias. Um, nothing really to see here, man. Elias gets ran into the post, and he doesn't get back in the ring. He gets counted out. They're trying to make Jackson Riker a thing. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, our main event is Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Drew McIntyre's suplex is countered, and AJ Styles' fireman carries him onto the knee for two of his own. The Ishigaroshi is what that's called. Back up, Drew McIntyre drops AJ with the shots to the face, but goes outside and punches Bobby Lashley. McIntyre heads back inside, but Bobby Lashley attacks Drew for the disqualification. Um, the Viking Raiders are out here, too. They immediately just go right towards Bobby Lashley, and it's two-on-one. So there's a big brawl. 
and uh, Lashley ends up getting suplexed on the floor uh, by the Viking Raiders. So yeah, it, this this was a, a big old cluster that turned into, guess what? A six man tag as Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Amos took on Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders. Everything breaks down and Eric dives at Amos on the floor where he is tossed into the timekeeper's area. AJ, it looked like he was trying to tag Amos but missed him. And he tagged Bobby Lashley. Drew hit Bobby Lashley with the Claymore, got the pin, and then McIntyre got on the mic. It promises to see Bobby Lashley in hell to end the show. Some curious matchmaking here at the end of the night, but uh, almost almost wanted to take those leagues to pound town. I- I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, is that one olive colored lady with the short hair? Is that Bobby Lashley's wife? I don't know. I don't think he had. I don't think they had any. Like, I think the way they were all like fitness models and they had uh, any woman with them last week. So you never know. Yeah, back out of it. So that was uh, NXT. That was NXT for this week. Um, Yeah, they didn't really do a lot to make Hell in a Cell seem really big and really interesting. I mean, Charlotte and Rhea finally had something to make you interested in their match. But, uh, yeah, the rest of this was just kind of, you know, par for the course Monday Night Raw. Um, Wasn't as dragging, didn't seem as boring, but, you know, Still not a lot of significance besides, you know, the part that was causing all the drama and controversy with Naomi, Eva, Eva Marie, and and Piper Niven and her debut. Um, But, yeah, so that was the go-home show for this particular week. Um, You know, hopefully soon somebody comes to Raw with some star power. We get Drew out of this spotlight so somebody else more interesting can assume uh, the challenger's role to Bobby Lashley and maybe this show will start feeling a lot more livelier and uh, you know pick up the interest a little bit but right now it's just kind of stagnant alright it's 8.02pm and Regal is walking out so okay, let's wrap this up bro alright man give your shout outs and thank yous alright so I want to say um you know, don't be piping ever like this. Let her, um, let her flourish. Give her her own. Give her, her identity back. The um, main roster. Don't don't strip it away from her. Um, but yeah, um, shout out to Dawn. Another great um episode. Shout out to uh Simi. Shout out to whoever's on SmackDown Matters. Um, shout out to Dee Jonay, um, the landlord. Um, shout out to Amar and um, Terry's boy. Um, shout out to everybody who's in the hashtags with us every week. Um, y'all make the show more enjoyable. So I got. I'd like to give a big shout out to Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. Uh, give a shout out to Miss Simi, Miss Jates, the Max, Miss Dijonay, Mr. Anwar Starwin. Uh, give a shout out to all the Russell Bays, all the ladies of the glow, everybody who uses the hashtag, everybody who's been showing up in the Twitter spaces. We definitely appreciate you guys uh, doing that for us. So thank you for continuing to support us in that way. 
uh, continue to support the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Um, CSPN.us, click on the tab that says keep our podcast free, do some shopping with our sponsors to help keep the show free each and every week. Uh, because Motor underscore Reese wants to see what happens with William Regal, we're going to cut this episode off right now. So thank you to everybody who listened to us live in the Twitter spaces. We appreciate it. Now we're about to go watch NXT like the rest of y'all. So stay tuned for the parting promo. What do you want, dude? Like, what, what do you I want? I don't want anything. I was just curious as to whether or not you've had an opportunity to think about what we discussed the other day. Or if it makes more sense after you lost to RK Bro. Either way, Kofi Mania is dead, gone, it's never coming back. And if you want to know who to blame, all you have to do is look in the mirror, right? Is that what you're going to say? No, no, right. no, not at all. What, 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 just what? look to your left. Do you ever wonder why you've never even gotten close to a WWE title opportunity again? It's because you're wasting your career in tag teams with people that just don't measure up. At least in a singles match, if you lose, you only have yourself to blame. But tonight, you didn't even get pinned, and you're still a loser. Pete, can you hurry up? I gotta get back home to put some water in your mama's dish, so please, get to the point. Look, man, unless you wanna keep, unless you wanna be picking up your teeth from the floor for the remainder of Raw or walking around with two canes instead of one, I suggest you shut your mouth and keep it moving, man. We're not in the mood, bro. What, 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 what you want me to tell you? What, what's your end game here, Pete? What, you want me to tell you that you're right? You want me to tell you that I agree with you, huh? Nah, man, I'll never say that. And like I told you, bro, last week, like I said the week before, but I'm going to have to say it again because obviously you're not hearing what I'm saying to you, so I'll say it again. The reason that I've been so successful here, the very reason that I've been so successful in this company is because of the bond I share with my friends and the bond I share with my brothers. And nothing that comes out of your mouth will ever change that. So move on, bro. Okay. I'm, I'm moving on. I want to... Wish you good luck for your match this Sunday at Hellraiser. Oh, that's right. You don't have a match this Sunday. That's cool. Have fun with your friends. Kick rocks, dude. Get out of here.